This is the Healthy Free Life Show, where you're going to learn a new way to eat and live healthy for the glory of God. I'm your health coach, Katrina Sequenzia, and I'm on a mission to help Christians get healthy, ditch disease, lose weight, and find food freedom. So if you're ready to get healthy and free so you can live that abundant life that you've been promised, then let's do the thing. Hello and welcome. In this special episode, I have a very special guest who happens to be my husband, Chris, who is also our resident physical therapist and strength coach here at Healthy Free Life. He's also a metabolism expert. He does all sorts of things behind the scenes to help support this ministry. And I'm so excited to be sharing him with you today. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So we have Chris on today because he's going to be sharing a little bit about his own personal journey to health. Back in episode three, I shared my personal journey to health, and we thought it was really important that we also share Chris's journey to health. And because we get so asked so often, you know, who are you, Chris? Who are you, Katrina? Who are you to be sharing the journey to health and teaching us how to how to get healthy. Who are you personally? Who are you professionally? And what gives you the right? Mm-hmm. And so we just want these couple of episodes, including this one here today, to just share behind the scenes our own personal journeys so that you can just understand that we understand where you came from, right. that we were once sick and diseased. We were once burdened with weight. We were once struggling to fulfill our purpose because we are physically burdened. And we just want you to know that we walked the journey back to health. And um, and now we're here to, to share that journey with you mm-hmm. so that you can better understand. So we're going to be diving into your a little bit of your history here today, mm-hmm. aren't we? And um, it, is, it is one where we're not going to dwell forever on your childhood and all the things. But oh, I, think I thought that's what we were going to do. I know. I think it is important, though, that we start with your childhood, because after working with thousands and thousands of students over the last decade, we've come to realize that so many of our current disease processes, our current relationship with food, our current dysfunction with food, a lot of things stem from our childhood. And we've worked with many students who have even started dieting yeah. in their childhood at seven, eight, nine. Their, their parents putting them on diets. And so we thought it was important that we kind of start there with you mm-hmm. because you have some some history there. So let's dive in. Yeah, well, that's really where it started for me. Um, you know, I, I can, the way I can describe it is uh, I remember my mom saying that we would have to shop in the Husky section <laughs> at the clothing stores. I'm not really sure if that was a real thing or not, but I do remember that term. I don't think that's a thing anymore, but that was where I was. I was just more of a solid kid, I guess you could say. Um, and I, you know, looking back on it, I was, you know, even doing this podcast, trying to think through like what could really have been some of the, the causes and the root causes of, of where my weight issues started. And I really think there's at least two, there's probably a lot more, but one is I come from a, I'm Italian. I come from actually, or actually Sicilian. Both my parents are from, uh, my dad was born in Sicily and my mom's family's from Sicily. And which is great. Um, and we're great people and we have great food and very tasty food, but there's a lot of dynamics around food. I think it's a way that we show our love for our family around food. And there's a lot of dynamics just around, uh, 
how much you eat and definitely you need to be eating. And if you're not eating, you're, there might be something wrong with you or you don't feel good or you're sick. So I really had that tie of food that um, you just needed to eat a lot. And our meals were very big. And I just remember, and you probably remember this, when we would have, especially like a family get together, it was like a five or six course meal. And it just seemed like it kept going forever. And it was like, when is this ever going to end? And it just never ended. And uh, a lot of heavy food, a lot of pastas, a lot of bread, almost bread at every meal, which is great. You know, I mean, who doesn't like Italian Italian bread? bread. (laughs) It's amazing. So I'm not saying this is bad at all, but you know. Every day, probably not the the healthiest thing in the world. And it just, it set the tone probably for me with food. Plus, again, if you didn't eat a lot and if you didn't eat everything on your plate, it was almost an insult to the person that made it because they wanted you to eat it and they wanted you to enjoy it. And if you didn't eat a lot of it, then they maybe thought that maybe it wasn't good. So there's probably a lot of that going on. So I always had this mentality. I had to finish, probably people can relate to this. You had to finish everything on your plate. So even if you were completely stuffed, you had to finish it or, or people just weren't, wouldn't be happy with you. So that was probably one of the pieces. And then, you know, really just like a lot of people, my childhood wasn't, uh, um, super stable. My parents got divorced when I was about nine, I think. And even, and then after that, my, my family life wasn't super stable. So I probably, you know, uh, used food to, as a coping mechanism. And that's how a lot of people get through things. And of course you're going to, you're not going to reach for healthy food. And my family, we didn't have any healthy food in the house anyway. So even if I wanted, even if I knew that knew better, there was no really way I would have had that option. So I really think those are probably, probably among many, one of the reasons why I started off with, with weight issues growing up. And you're definitely not alone in that after, again, talking and speaking with hundreds of others. Especially in that, you know, like, I mean, again, like as early as six, but even like that nine to 11 or 12, it's just a very, it's a very volatile time for, you know, you're, you're developing, your hormones are changing and you're, you're swayed in ways, uh, very easily. So yeah, we've seen that a lot when you, from our, from our students, but also just deep diving into like the psychology of eating a lot of people's food, um, just issues can be rooted back to probably that time of their life. Absolutely. So you're a Husky kid, Mm -hmm. but you managed to make it through high school. Mostly because I played sports, you know, back in the eighties and nineties, we were, we were pretty active. We were outside all the time. Uh, I played baseball and football and especially in high school, I was able to manage my weight by exercise. You know, we would playing football, especially in Florida, very hot. So, uh, you would, you'd be burning a lot of calories. We would practice, or we would actually have weight training classes, exercise classes where we were doing sprints and, and weight training work an hour to hour and a half before school started. And then after practice, two to three hours of practice with pads and in the hot Florida sun. So who knows how many calories I was burning during those, those workouts. So then I could basically eat whatever I wanted to eat. So I just remember, you know, going to McDonald's easily eating two quarter pounders, a large fry, an apple pie, maybe throw in a chocolate shake. So, and yeah. who knows, who knows how many calories that is, but I could manage my weight just purely because of, you know, obviously hormones too. So that helps. So you can, your, your metabolism is really revved up during those years. So I was able to manage it with that, but, um, that's not kind of, 
you know, that's not a long-term solution. No, because things drastically change for mm-hmm. you as soon as football and baseball stopped yeah. after you graduated high school yeah. and things went downhill pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. Yeah. The wheels fell off uh, very fast. Uh, so yes, in college, uh, things got really bad, probably at my highest point, I would say weight wise, you know, you kind of get to that point where you almost don't even want to get on the scale. Cause you, so I don't really know what my peak weight probably was. Uh, but I know that I was, and I'm not a very big person. I'm only about five, seven if I'm lucky. Um, but, but at my peak, I was probably close to 220 pounds and that was not muscle. So because after high school, I stopped exercising because I went into physical therapy school and it was very stressful, very high demand classes and just took it probably to the extreme. So studying way too much, staying up way too late, eating not good food and all the stress and no exercise. It's kind of a recipe for disaster looking back on it. I didn't know what I was doing then and how that would affect your metabolism, but that's where I got up to probably my highest point. And it wasn't just the weight that you were struggling with. At this point, some other disease processes were starting to step in. Yeah. Yeah. I was diagnosed with, uh, with hypertension. So high blood pressure and, uh, like anxiety. So just probably just stemming from poor stress management skills as a child. So coupled with poor food choices, poor food choices, choices. choices. Yeah. So it all, you know, comes together and now you're on medication at 21, 22 years old. Um, and that's not a good trajectory to go. No. So, and just a little side note here, that's actually when we got married. Right. So right. we were married when you were 22, I was right. 21. So yeah, we very, no very idea. young. Yeah. We had no yeah. Idea what we're and doing. so I'm sure that that did not add to your stress at all. Getting no, married No, because I mean, you know, <laughs> getting married at that age, I mean, it's all rainbows and unicorns. Of so, it was. you know, it, there's no, there's no stress or anything. So yeah, and you, you know, you were going to school too and yeah. So, so our, easy time. So our entire twenties, I just remember we sought to help just control mm-hmm. our weight, to look better, to get our weight under control. Mm-hmm. And so we dieted our way a lot through our twenties, mm-hmm. all the diets. Mm-hmm. So the zone diet, the Atkins diet, yeah. the cabbage soup diet. Yeah. I just remember, I just remember constantly starting diets and getting maybe a month in and saying, okay, we're going to go back to the gym and we got our membership and we get all the stuff ready to go. And we could hold off for about three to four weeks. And then we would just, things would just fall off. We have so many before photos of us. I don't, but I don't remember ever having an after photo. Because we never really got there. Well, I did, but yeah, I mean, I, I eventually figured out how to dysfunctionally do it. Yeah. So you did begin to lose mm-hmm. the weight. So tell us how, how you did it. Yeah. I, 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 I have a, a all or nothing kind of mentality and personality when it comes to certain things, certain things. So I have this ability to just turn it on and turn it off. So when I finally realized that I could, uh, manage my weight by eating as little as I possibly could and exercising as much as I possibly could. So I finally got back into the exercise world. Uh, my, my body will respond really quickly to that, but 
it's uh, definitely not a healthy way to do it. And we're again, learning that what all the different damages that I have done to my metabolism because doing that eat less exercise more to an extreme for extended periods of time. So I've, I've probably gained, I, I've lost track of how many times, but I'm thinking it's at least four where I've probably uh, gained and lost about 50 pounds and then probably have sprinkled in probably a small 20 to 30 pounders weight losses and gains and losses and gains probably a couple times too. So, yeah. So definitely not a great ride for your metabolism. No. And, and again, again, I had no idea, even though I was a physical therapist, I went to physical therapy school. So you would think I have some idea how the body works and how stressful that can be to your, to your overall metabolism. But I had no idea. I just knew that I just knew when I was, you know, growing up and I don't know if other people can relate to this, but I was, when I, I, I just envisioned as I just needed to get as thin as I could possibly get it. And I needed to do it as quickly as I possibly could. So I was okay with really feeling hungry all the time. And I just have this weird switch that I can flip in my brain. And it's like, I don't care if I'm hungry, I'm just going to white knuckle it through it. And I can, I can do it probably longer than most people can. But unfortunately that's actually even more unhealthy because <laughs> most people will give into their metabolism pushing back on them, but I mentally will refuse to give in. So I just push my body further and further and, um, and then the wheels just continue to fall off. So things really kind of began falling apart for you in your early thirties. Mm -hmm. Share about that journey and what happened. Yeah, I had gained some weight back again, not probably to the the amount, but again, this was during me being a physical therapist, treating patients, uh, even treating professional athletes. And I always felt like I was kind of almost an imposter because I'm, I'm, not, I, I don't, I don't look healthy. I am, I'm not exercising, and but yet I'm trying to convince you know, elite athletes, we were, we were treating professional tennis players and to try to get them to, con con to convince them that, Hey, I know what I'm doing. And I would always be thinking that, Hey, they're looking at me like, how do you, po how can you possibly tell me what to do? Look at you. So my friend and I, who I worked with and went to school with decided that, Hey, why don't we, why don't we run marathons? That's probably a, a good way for us to be able to eat really what we wanted and just, we'll just burn it off exercising and running in the hot Florida sun for hours and hours and hours. So, so yes. Yeah, so, uh, and while working like probably 70 hours a week as a physical therapist running businesses, and then just starting to have kids, uh, you know, on a Saturday I would have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to run 14 to 18 miles training for a marathon one, because, it was so hot in Florida, you needed to get up that early and you had to get it all done before the sun came out or you would just melt. But and two, the fact too, we had little ones had at little home kids. and I'm like, you better come home. Right. So I had <laughs> you saying, I don't, you're like, I don't care what you do, but you better be home when the kids wake up and you better be able to function, which I could barely function because many times I fell asleep on the floor while I was quote unquote playing with the kids. So yeah, so we did that and, um, it didn't go well. And, uh, one of my last marathons, I got to a point where I could barely catch my breath. And afterwards I, I just, I completely hit the wall. I got chronic fatigue. I knowing now is what I did to my adrenals and how badly irritated my metabolism was. And I couldn't get out of bed and I was completely just wiped out. 
And that was just after doing a marathon, but I was also doing it even more unhealthily because I was trying to lose weight in the pe- while doing it. So I wasn't fueling myself at all. So marathons can be done healthy if you fuel your activity. I was not fueling my activity. Right. People want to look like an athlete, but they're not willing to put in the, yeah. put in fuel their, their working yeah. out. Well, m- my mentality activity. was, let me see how far I can go and, and eat as least, as least as I possibly can. Cause I'll lose weight in the process. And you did. And you I lost did. an extreme amount of weight. Yeah. So I got down to my lowest amount. The which, lowest you ever were. Yeah. And I would look at you and be like, you are very unhealthy. Right. And in my mind, I was like, wow, I must, I look pretty good because I'm as thin as I've ever been. I got down to probably about, about 145 pounds. So, and again, my peak was like 220. So, but we have to realize that your body type right. is such that if you were to see Chris, while he's not necessarily tall, he has just a solid frame. Yeah. And so at 145 pounds, we actually had family members that right. pulled me aside to say, Does Chris, is Chris okay? Is he, Does sick? he have, is he sick? Does he have cancer? Right. Because you looked, so yeah, well, my face was sunken in and yeah. So looking back on it. Yeah. But in my mind, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm healthy because I'm thin. So, right. and I feel that, you know, it was during that time where I was going through health coaching school mm-hmm. and had gone through my own health transformation and began to talk to you to say, this is not a healthy way right. for you. And so, which was really hard for you to, to embrace and to yeah. um, accept because you had succeeded so much in right. that weight loss, but there was a cost. There was yeah. a cost to your health and there was a cost to, um, to your life. Yeah. And I, and again, I didn't, I didn't know, I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew I wanted to to lose weight and I wanted to lose it quickly. So fast forward to 2017 and you had decided your weight was starting to creep up again. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't, again, it wasn't the extreme 50 pounds, 60 no, pounds. No, I had overweight. that point was able to understand enough that I knew how to manage, but I always knew that I was always kind of at that border of where it could just, I could just go and, and, and gain and because you were, you did have that all or nothing, mm-hmm. you were either on a diet or you were off a diet. Right. When you were really off, you were really off. I was really when off. you were really on, you were really on. Right. And so there was never that balance for you. So when you were off the diet, that weight would creep back up. Right. You knew that you couldn't get to that extreme any longer. Mm-hmm. And so 2017, you decided to kind of do another extreme diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we were like, I was definitely in and through my health journey at mm-hmm. this point, living a healthy life, teaching others to do the same. We were raising our family and all the things, but you were, your weight was creeping up and you said, because you didn't know at the time that you shouldn't do this again, but we did an extreme diet. Yeah, well, did we did. I did diet. an extreme diet, but I also did know that I couldn't also combine it with a lot of exercise. So this round, I did do something fairly extreme on a short period of time, food wise, but I did not overly stress my system with excessive amount of exercise. I actually wasn't exercising at all. And we used a very healthy, clean way of doing it. Yeah. And it did yield the results you wanted because again, you have that all or nothing. So you could Right, barrel I could push through. through it. Right. You could barrel through. So I did five days of it just to support you. Right. And then you were able to go 15, 20 days or right. more through this pretty extensive thing because you have the ability to like ignore hunger right. and cravings. Ignore all your hormonal responses <laughs> yeah, that I are kind of so telling five days you like, you're an do. idiot. You really need to listen to what I'm telling you. But yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you were able to lose the weight again mm-hmm. and you also had it 
had experienced some other health benefits from that because you did do it correctly. Mm-hmm. So you're able to experience you your migraines. Yeah, yeah. Com- another another, another aspect was yeah, I used to I used to get severe migraines. And you just felt so much better. Mm-hmm. And it was through the feeling better that there was something that clicked for you where you're just like, I never want to feel bad again. Right. And it also happened to be around this time where we started Healthy Free Life. Mm-hmm. And so we have I have coached students and clients for over a decade, but it was in 2017 when we had decided that we wanted to um, begin to minister to more and more. We were feeling led by God that he was bringing us back into reaching his people with the message Mm -hmm. of health and healing. And so we began to serve hundreds, if not thousands of people during this period of time, and then began to experience some frustration that we experienced in our own life with with people having issues with stubborn weight loss, where so much of our programs at the time were absolutely working and transforming lives and people were losing weight and diseases reversed. And, you know, Mm -hmm. um, they were able to go out and do and be all that God called them to, but there were a small handful of people that would struggle with the stubborn weight. And we were like, there's gotta be a solution for this. And because what we had been trained when it comes to health and nutrition was not enough. We needed to go to the next level. And so you then began to pursue the route of let's figure out what's going on here. Right. So yeah, I just, yeah, I just have kind of my mentality is I kind of, I really want to really truly understand what's going on. I don't really just want to take things for face value just because somebody told me that that's the way it is. So, and I really wanted to really find experts in the field that really, that I could trust that I knew that they were, they were very scientific again, coming from a physical therapy background and the schooling. I just, I just really wanted something that was based in science. Uh, and I just knew there was something else. And I just knew that if, if I've gone through this and, you know, there, there, there's a reason why God had me go through this. And I'm st- I was starting to realize that maybe I can help other people go through this when, and then you realize when you start really looking at things, there's so much misinformation out there. There's so much bad information when it comes to how to lose weight, because a lot of the, you know, the diet industry is, is a huge business and it's, there's a lot of things out there that, um, that aren't based on science and it's just really ways for, um, for you to really actually get your body in even worse situations because you don't really know how the body actually works. And most people that have never gone through schooling, they don't understand this stuff. Right. And in certain instances, you can lose a lot of weight right. quickly. Like, again, like I did. Right. But does it last? Right. And that's the thing. It's, you know, we talked about that in our previous podcast, you know, you can't, you can't consider a diet being successful just because you lost, like just because I had lost 50 pounds. Doesn't mean that diet was was successful successful because I couldn't maintain it. So isn't the whole, the whole, uh, definition of of a successful, uh, weight loss journey is that you lose it and you keep it off. And that's why the the statistics are so bad when it comes to this, because people, they don't understand how the body actually works. Right. 95% of dieters fail at dieting. And so we have to look beyond the 30 days. We need to look and say, did this diet sustain me one year, five years later? And that's the thing is like, that's what you learned how to do. You learned Mm -hmm. through, through your education after this, after your last, um, after you finally ditched the weight and then through that education where you studied under the top experts, 
mm-hmm. it came to metabolism. And and you know more about the female metabolism, even specifically, than most ever, any female ever will. Mm. And so that's definitely not where I thought my career was going to no, go. No, that yeah. you were become, going to become a master in, in menopause? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that wasn't really the, um, the trajectory that I was looking for. But yes, that's yes. where God has me currently, yeah. Yes. And so it was through this journey of really wanting to um, being driven to to help yourself, but then also to to help others yeah. because you knew that there had to be something. Yeah, because there had to be something else. And I my my goal was to figure it out and find people that 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 really knew knew what they were what they were doing and what was, you know, researched backed up. And then I could then turn around and help other people with that. So we are now both certified in mm-hmm. the female metabolism mm-hmm. and, um, and we've been helping students with weight loss for several years now and seen amazing success based upon what we've learned. But mm-hmm. I think that it took our personal journeys to help us oh, to yeah. really grasp the, um, you know, what was going on so that we could understand. Yeah. And I can just totally relate to how people feel. Just, I just know how, you know, just the things of, you know, getting up in the morning and getting dressed and not really wanting to wear your clothes for work because they're all tight and it's uncomfortable because, and it's like, I really don't want to have to buy new clothes. Right. We used to have uh, the, we, the, we used to have, have sections, sections in our, in our closet. closet. Yeah. Where we would have was, like the different waist keep, sizes. I didn't want to, you know, throw clothes away or give them, give them away. So I would just, cause I also knew that I would probably be gaining and losing weight. So right. I had, had you know, the 32s, the 33s, the 34s, the 30, 36s. Yeah. So, and yeah, it was pretty impressive to see. Yeah. So let's fast forward to where we are now. Mm-hmm. So you have maintained your mm-hmm. weight loss. You have maintained your weight for the last several years now mm-hmm. successfully. So where are you now? Yeah, I just I I just know now just from my knowledge base of how the metabolism works, I just know how food works. I know how to um really just use food the way God intended it to be. So I don't, I, I kind of in a way just now use food as fuel. So I know that I know that if I eat certain things, I'm probably this, if I eat this for breakfast, I know it's going to keep me full and satiated from breakfast to lunch. And then I'm not going to have, I'm not going to have to use willpower to get to, to lunch. And then the same thing from lunch to dinner, I know how to manipulate, you know, carbohydrates and fats and proteins to be able to do that. And really also a whole different outlook on how exercise fits into the mix. Now, instead of using exercise as that big tool, um, to lose weight, because really, you know, what studies show now, if you use exercise, to lose weight to that extreme, like I did, the only way I was really going to ever going to be able to keep that weight off is if I continued that amount of exercise and more because your metabolism will compensate. So now you're going to have to exercise. So if I kept running and doing all the things I was doing and in a horrible way that I was doing, and again, people can manage their weight. I have many friends that still run marathons and they're in great physical health and, and it's what works for them, but I wasn't doing it properly. So, but now I know that where exercise fits, it's, it's more of a piece of the puzzle and, um, and I know how to do it correctly. So now I really only work out about 30 minutes, three to four days a week. And it's mostly, you know, now I've, I've mixed in, uh, mostly strength training type workouts. So now I know all the benefits of maintaining more muscle because when I had lost all my weight, I literally had no muscle. Like it was, I was basically like, 
what skin and bones you would say. Yeah. So there was not a lot of muscle there. So now I know the benefits of muscle and what that does to the metabolism. So now I know how male to, and female. Ma- yes. Well, whether male or female. No, I know, and especially female because of and again that that's not a thing that most females would or taught or thought about because that's it's more of a you know a male thing to lift weights, but it's changing. But yeah, so now I know how to manage it with minimal amount of exercise and and knowing how to to eat for my body and um i don't really i don't really have i don't i don't i don't stress over it and you're able to also use exercise and know that for instance when you don't get enough sleep you don't push it the next yeah. day and yeah and so you're well, able to really that, yeah, have a balance that, yeah that it's not definitely not just about diet and exercise there's so many other pieces to the puzzle right and so things are coming into balance for you mm-hmm. right and so um you're no longer all or nothing. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your journey as you're journeying away from all or nothing. Well, I'm definitely not all or nothing now when it comes to exercise. I definitely know that, like you said, I know that if if I'm tired or if we had something going on with the kids or something that I didn't get enough sleep, I'm not going to force myself and get up and exercise. I know that it's much better for my my body if I just sleep an extra hour than getting up and, and saying, no, you have to get up and do that workout because that's how I used to do it. Like I wouldn't miss anything because I, I just felt like I would fall behind or I would, you know, I would all of a sudden I would be gaining weight if I if I didn't work out five to six days a week. So I definitely don't have an all or nothing mentality when it comes to that. And as far as my food goes, I'm definitely, um, it's still a journey for me. Uh, I still probably battle, um, that aspect of it. And you help me a lot with that to try to keep me more balanced when it comes to, uh, the all or nothing, mostly the, the nothing mentality, just, uh, learning how to, um, enjoy myself, on, on in certain times and, and not, and not, and, and just, and, and have fun around food when a lot of times, you know, my mentality was that I just don't need to eat that. Like, it's just, it, it won't go well for me. If I, once I start eating that, I might just keep going. It's a matter of lack of trust, right? Yeah. I don't trust myself that I could eat this food and in it not affect me. Yeah. But then you're learning to find that balance. And so yeah. we're all works in yeah, progress. Yeah, it's definitely a work in progress. I yeah. definitely have not, that does definitely a part. And I, I you know, I have no, I, I definitely have not arrived when it yeah. comes to that. But well, it's, I think that people need to understand that neither of us have arrived no. in various areas of our health. And so this is a, this is a lifelong journey. Right. Yeah. I don't health. know. It might be something that I'll just, just be a thing that's always going to be around for me. Right. It's the thorn so, in your side and right. it's, it's going to be on this side of heaven and right. you know, we will, we will be free from this forever mm-hmm. soon, but until then we're going to battle it. But the, the difference is, is that neither one of us now struggle with diseases and excess weight and burdens of physical health. And so we are, mm-hmm. we are, we are definitely healthy and free. We're just not as free as we will be on the other side of heaven. Right. And so in the meantime, we're, we're walking the journey to health. And so we're always seeking to improve and to, to continue our journey and to learn. Yeah. And that's why, and that's one of the, the main drivers of us doing what we're doing, because if we can help change the trajectory of people's health journey, because again, if, if we kept, at least for me, if I kept going the route I was going, um, you know, it, it definitely, I would definitely not, I would, I would definitely not be in the situation that I am now. It would, I don't even know what various disease processes probably would have happened by now, me being in my mid forties. So, and that's what we see is that's right when in the mid forties, you know, forties ish to 50 is when things can start 
creeping up and really starting to develop, you know, disease processes. And a lot of it is stemmed from choices that were made earlier than that. And then that's kind of that point where it's like, okay, we need to kind of decide what we're, how we're going to go going forward. And, you know, being a physical therapist, I just saw so many people in their seventies and eighties that, and even in, you know, sixties that had so many health problems that I felt like could have been avoided if, if they just got the right information earlier on. Which is why we do what we do is that, you know, our mission and our ministry is to teach you how to eat and live healthy for the glory of God Mm -hmm. so that you can be freed up from disease and weight and cravings and, and food fixation so that you can be free to do all that God called you to and to live out your purpose. And Mm -hmm. so that is our purpose. And we believe that heaven will look different because of this ministry of healthy free life. So Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. And just so you all know is that Chris will be back many times with me in the future because we are going to be talking all things weight loss and metabolism mm-hmm. and and healthy eating and living. And so we're just super excited to be bringing that to you in the future when Chris shows up for those special Chris episodes. So we look forward to having you back. I look forward to being back. Awesome. So now I want to leave you with this from Philippians 3, verse 12 through 14. It's from the Message Bible, and I'm going to tweak it just a little bit. Remember, we are not saying that we have this all together, that we have made it, but we are well on our way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for us. Friends, don't get us wrong. By no means do we count ourselves as experts in all of this, but we've got our eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. We are off and running, and we are not turning back. Until next time, bye for now.